Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Just by a Thread by Keith Kenoki. Gladys and Lottie were excited. This was the weekend of the revival at the Monte Vista Church. Pastor Thurlow had announced that a visiting minister from Philadelphia was going to be speaking on Bible prophecy and the end of the world. Gladys was looking forward to seeing her friends and listening to the good gospel music. Lottie liked the preaching, but especially enjoyed the wide variety of delicious food at the potluck. The hours of that day moved on at a snail's pace. Both girls were eager for sunset and the meeting scheduled for 7.30. Bessie Wright was a stern mother. She would tolerate no monkey business from her girls and had given specific instructions that they were to be washed and dressed, ready to ride to town no later than 6.30. Neither of the girls needed coaxing this time. In fact, Gladys and Lottie were dressed and ready by 4 o'clock. Both were clean and crisp in their white dresses, with full skirts to the ankle. At 13, Gladys was more mature. She decided to pass the time by reading a book, so she sat on the front porch and was soon engrossed in her story. Lottie was only nine and not so easily entertained. She busied herself throwing a ball against the side of the house. That seemed to satisfy her until the ball took an unexpected bounce off the wall and sailed over a nearby barbed wire fence. No problem, she would simply fetch the ball back. She maneuvered her way through the fence, got the ball, and was attempting to return when a terrible thing happened. Her beautiful white dress caught on the sharp wire and ripped. A huge triangle-shaped tear slashed into the soft white fabric. Lottie began to cry. Gladys put down her book when she heard crying around the corner of the house. She quickly ran to her teary-eyed sister and tried to comfort her. "'Now I won't be able to go to the meeting at the church,' Lottie sobbed. "'I don't have another dress.' And this one is ruined. It's okay, Lottie, Gladys answered. Let's go see if Mom can fix it. The girls made their way into the house and explained the problem. Mother was upset. It was nearly sundown, and there was simply no time to mend the torn dress. And Lottie had no other Sabbath dress. She would have to stay home and miss the revival. Gladys tried to pin the tear with a safety pin, but it didn't work. The rip was too big and too obvious. There were tears in Lottie's eyes as she watched the rest of the family head for town in the revival meeting. She had to stay home with her aunt and miss the good times, but then she had only herself to blame. There was an obvious vacancy in the church pew next to Gladys. Lottie always sat right beside her for prayer meeting and church service. Gladys felt bad that her sister was absent as the weekend revival began, but when it came time for prayer, she knelt and included a new sentence in her petition to God. Lord, Please mend Lottie's dress so that she can come to church tomorrow. It was a simple request, uttered in childlike faith. Perhaps fixing her sister's Sabbath dress was too small a thing to ask of a big God. After all, God was probably only concerned about the big problems, like keeping planets in their courses or helping control the weather. Nevertheless, Gladys prayed that the tear in the dress would be mended. Morning dawned bright and clear. It was Sabbath and there would be meetings at the church family, friends, fun, and food. Gladys bounded from bed and hurried into Lottie's room to check the closet. Lottie was rubbing sleep from her eyes. She had been totally unaware of her sister's prayer. What are you doing in my closet? she protested. I want to see your Sabbath dress, Gladys responded. You know I tore that dress and will have to stay home from church again today, Lottie said sadly. Gladys paid no attention and rummaged through the hanging clothes until she found the dress. Pulling it out, she threw it across the bed to search for the tear. Lottie, the tear is gone, Gladys gasped. 
Both girls scanned the entire dress, every square inch, but could find no trace of the tear. It was as though the dress had never been torn at all. Lottie looked at her sister with round eyes. How did my dress get fixed? she asked. I don't know, Gladys responded in disbelief. I prayed for God to mend it. I guess last night he did. Gladys clutched the dress and ran downstairs with Lottie close behind. Mom! Mom! Gladys shouted. The dress! Lottie's dress has been fixed! The tear is gone! Mother was sitting on the sofa talking to her friend Mavis. Let me see the dress. I didn't have time to repair the tear yet, she said. You girls just didn't look carefully enough. The tear is there all right. She began to look for the rip in the garment. She looked and looked. Pretty soon Mavis joined in. Both ladies went over every inch of fabric, but the tear was gone. It had vanished. There was absolutely no sign that the Sabbath dress had ever been damaged. It was just like brand new. What do you make of it? asked Mavis. I don't know, Mother said quietly. Gladys couldn't keep silent another minute. Mom, last night at Revival, I prayed that God would mend Lottie's dress so she could go to church today, and God answered my prayer. The two women looked somewhat skeptical, yet there was no denying the fact that the dress was like new. Maybe God was in the business of answering simple, heartfelt prayers. Maybe God could mend dresses better than the best seamstress. The white dress was proof. God does care about little things. Lottie wore the miracle dress to church that Sabbath and for many Sabbaths to come. Folks all over the San Luis Valley came to see the dress, hear the story, and be amazed. Maybe some of you are wondering if this story is really true. I can tell you for a fact that it is absolutely true. You see, these events happened back in the year 1912. Gladys is my grandmother. And last Sabbath afternoon, I sat and listened as she recounted the story again. Nearly 80 years of retelling have not diminished the wonder of the night God played Taylor. The story you have heard today is from God's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.